What's up, Deerfield High School? Today we're here with another DHS podcast brought to you by your anonymous hosts. Today we're joined by Jack Aronson, DHS's resident wilderness expert. He's a Boy Scout camp counselor and overall Bear Grylls kind of guy, while also being a thrower for our track team and a runner on the cross-country team. He's also a member of the marching band and an avid photographer. He's a sophomore who could only be described as a jack-of-all-trades. Jack, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> great to be here, guys. Doing great. How are you? Doing? I'm good, How are I'm you? Good. You know, I have found many ways to get through this quarantine. I've been staying way more active than I probably ever have in my life, to be honest. Uh, running every day, lifting weights with whatever I got in house, um, listening to music, you know, talking. I uh, I go on lots of bike rides and stuff like that. You know, not a lot of outdoorsy stuff, but like, you know, it's all right. Can't really go anywhere right now because can't drive. All right, so our first question is actually about the, the outdoorsy stuff. So I'm, I've gone on some wilderness trips, but obviously not as many as you are. I bet you have a lot of good stories about what can happen out there in the wild. What are your craziest wilderness stories? Ah, uh, yeah, so that's a good one. So I remember there was this time my scoutmaster, uh, his name was Mr. Johnson, purebred British. You know, he served in the special forces. He was. He was quite the, the outdoor adventurer. We were doing this wilderness survival trip and we had to build this lean-to shelter. Mr. Johnson, like, he's like, all right, so we need we need all these these woods and, and bricks and stuff like, whatever, just like cra- crazy stuff like that. And he like single-handedly made this shelter out of like sticks and twigs. And it's like when he made the mattress and he just like brought a bunch of pine needles and sticks and he's like, bed. So that was a good time. Um, another time I was exploring the beaches of, uh, Fort Sheridan after the, the Arctic blast, uh, that was last year. That was really surreal experience. I actually have some of it on my, my GoPro that I published to my YouTube channel, Jack's Camping. But that was a rip roaring time. It was like negative five out. I was fully kitted up in all my gear. I was taking pictures, having a blast, and I had to drag my mom along because I couldn't drive yet, but like the the formations on the ice was was just stunning. Wow! So you have a lot of different nature photos on your page. Well, you know, life is full of moments. You have to capture these moments and kind of try and recreate how you felt when you experience them. So what I try to do with my my photos is I edit them, I pamper them up, and I kind of try to make them accurate to how I felt when I took them and I I love taking photos because I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna record like every single thing I do when I'm when I'm out there but it's great sometimes to take a picture of the little things like for example I was I think it was two days after the quarantine started I went down to Highland Park Beach and there's a little spot I have and I, I sat down on this bench and a deer came along. And so I, I recorded a bit of the deer. I took a picture. Uh, unfortunately, my, my iPhone 6S camera isn't that really, isn't that good. I have started shooting on my Nikon, but you know, I'm, 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 I'm telling the story with what I got. It's good. I don't think anyone ever, would ever describe you as an indoor kid or someone who's much of a homebody. So I'm sure this quarantine has been hard for you. But as a camp counselor at Makajawan, I don't know if that's how you say it. Yeah, yeah. Scout, it's, that's right. It's, it's Makajawan. Makajawan. Yeah, it's fine. And you're a decorated scout. So it's clear that the nature is up in up, utmost importance in your life. What was it that made you so drawn to the great outdoors back in the day and keeps you drawn to it today? It's, it's just unfiltered. It's It's everything you could ever imagine like 
It's all there for you. You never know what's going to happen. Nature is not in your control. And I, I love that. And I love how there's always something different to do, whether it's the weather, whether it's the seasons, whether it's the place you go to. And, you know, us being so close to Lake Michigan, it's a real treat that we're so close to this great body of water. It's just pure. It's it's mind clearing. It's good. It's good. It's just good stuff and our bodies were meant to experience it. So from your Instagram stories, I can tell that you have a very distinct music taste. So what does the Jack Aronson playlist really look like and where do a lot of your music influences come from? Ah, uh, that's a good question. A lot of my music taste kind of a sprouted, sprouted from the seeds planted by my brother Sam. You know, he's my oldest brother, Northwestern University. He's a undergrad in biology, junior. He's looking to become a doctor. And his music taste was really just somewhere else. Like, you know, it started with like Joakim Karud and uh, Victor Wooten, some some really big players in, uh, in jazz right now, and also just like EDM. and. Kind of from there, I, I kind of took upon, you know, his modal jazz and other kinds of EDM funk and stuff like that. And like now I listen to like a lot of like electric jazz, classic jazz, some rap occasionally. It's really good for workouts, in my, in my opinion, but it has a good beat. So that's that's kind of like an, an encompassment of my, my music taste. You know, there's one thing about me is I don't like listening to lots of sad music i am not a very sad person in my opinion um yeah that's that's definitely it's definitely a big player in my mood and how i go in my day-to-day -day life like I, I always have my headphones on and i'm always listening to music i just got a new pair that i use for running and you guys might see me wearing those next year when we uh get back into school so yeah yeah i definitely appreciate the variety of stuff you put on your story yeah sweet I appreciate that. Along with being a cross-country runner in the fall, you're also a member of the throwing team. What appeals to you about these two drastically different sports? <laughs> that is another good question. You have a lot of good questions. So, uh, Thank you. We try. <laughs> so um, there's definitely a cult following in both sides of the track. Um, the throwers are super laid back. We're really chill. We love to eat. We're, we're kind of like... Um, <laughs> We're kind of like a pack of silverback gorillas, you know? We, we just kind of, we just kind of, you know, lift weights, eat shit, you know, just have a good time. Um, but we work hard. We do work hard. There's definitely a lot of joking around and, and, and poking fun. I, um, myself have been the, the butt of many pranks, but it's fine, you know? It's, it's a good, it's a great time. As for cross country, definitely it's it's a lot more focused and intense the training wise i always struggle with the distances because uh, my feet are flatter than illinois and i just always had a tough time with my form my legs would always hurt definitely like the people are some of the best people ever they're both but definitely in cross country the people are so genuine so honest they love to work hard, they love the sport, they love the grind. And that's really something I love to see in like in like kids my age. Because you don't you don't always see that a lot anymore. You know, lots of people are, you know, playing Fortnite or or treating, you know, disrespecting people or you know, I see a lot of people who just could be, you know, more talkative or more outgoing and the embodiment of a great person, I think in my opinion is someone on the cross-country team. Now, there's obviously the oddballs, which uh, 
you know, it's, it's alright. Th- those guys do their own thing. They're definitely very wacky. I wouldn't say anyone's a bad person, though. I, I would not say anyone on that team is a bad person. I think cross-country attracts a great group of lads. There's some high praise there. Yeah. Uh, I keep the positivity up. Yeah. So something else you also somehow find time to be involved in is marching band. Do you have any good marching band stories? Do, do, do things ever go wrong? Oh, that's fun. Um, so when I first got into marching band, I actually skipped my freshman year. So going into sophomore year. You skipped the whole year? Yeah, the whole year. I, I didn't do it. I, I didn't have time. I just didn't really know what it was about yet. But this year, I got my wisdom teeth out. Right before um, school started, Dr. Braverman, really nice guy, super funny, uh, his assistant that is. It was hard getting back into playing my instrument, so I couldn't go to a lot of the practices because I couldn't play, and my mouth hurt a lot, so I couldn't like learn the formations for the halftime show. So the first game we had, or the playoffs or whatever, I don't even know how football works, I don't really watch it that much, I went on the field during the halftime show. <laughs> I, uh, we were playing Havana. You know, like that one was like, no, 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 that one. So we got on the field and I was just like, I didn't know the drill. So Miss Holt had me standing there just like apart from everyone else, just playing the piece. No, 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 that one. And I didn't even know it fully. So I was like, I was like making mistakes and stuff. And I was, I was so nervous because I was just like playing in front of everyone. No, 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 And I was just really exposed there. But, you know, it wasn't it wasn't bad, and, uh... You said before that I find it peaceful, enjoying the outdoors and solitude, because most people I know would scoff at the idea of sleeping in a waterproof bag <laughs> staked at the ground, only having enough mo- room to move your head around. That's from one of your posts. Indeed. And let me say, when you put it that way, going on trips does sound terrible. But can you elaborate on why you're still so drawn to the environment? And to reiterate what you said in that post, why winter is your favorite season of nature? Yeah, for sure. So... What I find is that there are different echelons or kind of levels of camping. And I feel like it's kind of like, this is a weird analogy. It's kind of like, it's a scale. I'm not going to, it's like a scale. So I feel the more luxuries and comfort you have when you camp, the more it takes away from the experience. So I think the best scenario is when you're both comfortable and having a good time so that's kind of like the the balance scale of camping but definitely if you want to have a better time and you want to experience nature more and you want to kind of live more in the back country definitely um going lighter with your amenities and kind of sticking to the bare essentials which means you know you're gonna have to dig a hole when you poop you're gonna have to strain strain it and you know make a hole and bury bury it all and uh, you're gonna have to strain your food you know filter your water, boil, boil stuff. Um, so what I like about winter, first of all, it's, it's beautiful. Everything's white, it's covered in snow, you know, the barrenness and the silence with the, the, the faint rustling of the wind. It gives you time to reflect and it gives you time to really think about how you treat people, how you treat yourself, how you treat nature. And it's humbling seeing these, seeing these super tall trees and these great patches of snow and these mountains and formations of ice it's 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 one of the that's that's the reason why it's my favorite one of my favorite seasons if not my favorite season is is just the beauty of being alone and really having time to think about you know your life and your actions and what you do 
and how you live it. So as anyone who scrolls through your Instagram feed would note, your page is a lot different than most high schoolers. So a lot of Deerfield high schoolers might have three-word captions on their photos gloating over their latest trip to Costa Rica or Mexico or Florida. But your photos often are really well shot with a lot of insightful captions. Your aesthetic can only really be described as inspiring, so what is it that gave you this unique approach to social media? The main thing I want is to make people think. I really want to make people think about what they're doing, how they're living their lives, and it really it really pays to look beyond the facade of these pictures and really try and share how I felt when I took them, what it is that the picture means to me. Because like I don't I don't just wanna take pictures and share them because I can. I mean, like, you, you can do that, but you're not going to have much of a community. And, you know, if you don't respond to your followers or talk to them or have polls or make them think, it's it's not really much of a social aspect of the media. It's, it's just posting yourself. Yeah, I think the way you utilize Instagram to do that is pretty admirable compared to the way most people use it. Yeah. As anyone who knows you well is aware of, you go to bed very early most nights and wake up quite early the next morning. Are you still pursuing that lifestyle during quarantine? And would you recommend that to someone else trying to be more productive? Well, I started that kind of lifestyle. I think I was forced into it when I started caddying because I would have to get up really early to get to the caddy shack and ride my bike there. And one thing that was really nice was when you wake up early, the world is yours. At least, at least one half of it, because everyone's asleep, you have no distractions, you can really get a lot of stuff done in those early hours, and I saw a huge improvement in my homework production, and my grades went up. It'll be hard at first. It'll be hard to kind of make the switch. You have to get enough sleep. You have to get enough sleep, which means if you're going to wake up earlier, you have to go to bed earlier. There's not really much of a, a compromise, because whether, you know, sleep is for babies da -na 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 -na. that one any of that nonsense you need your sleep because if you don't get your sleep you know your metabolism gets messed up you gain weight you're stressed your blood vessels can regenerate but i i definitely think that there's something rewarding about being able to get up make a cup of coffee and be completely undistracted it's pure work we've received a few questions from the instagram story we asked people to suggest questions one of the questions we got was asking you about your morning routine so i asked if you were still doing um the, the 4 a.m 5 a.m wake ups every day i don't know if you really answered what you're doing now so what's going on man what's your morning routine ah that's that's a good question what i do i wake up to my alarm and what time is your alarm at these days it's like around 5 30 to like 5 to 5 30 it's it's a little more moderate um and what time would you wake up on a school day? Like, probably like 5.15. So, what I do is I get out of bed. Um, I, I set my alarm a little early because I know I, I have trouble getting out of bed. But, like, what I do is I kind of just, like, raise my arms above my head. You know, t rip the sheets off. Get out of that comfy-ass bed. And, you know, start my day. Put some clothes on. I, I'm going to try and go on runs again in the morning. Shower. Make myself, like, some oatmeal. Something like that. Um, with some chia seeds. Love oatmeal. Yeah, oatmeal is amazing. It's it's so good. It fills you up. It's cheap, too. Then I get my stuff ready. I don't really do work in the morning anymore. I, I try sometimes. And, yeah, I, I kind of just, like, take a moment to myself. And I, I think about what I want to do and how I want to treat people and what kind of day I want it to be. The night before, I will write in my journal about my day. And I'll also write about how I want the next day to go. That's great. 
people should more i feel like people should have a journal that's like a good it's a good way to like keep track of your thoughts yeah yeah so you've accomplished a lot in your life and you still have frequent commitments like we mentioned before like marching band and cross country so what is your advice to someone who's bored after school or on weekends is looking to do something that's a bit more productive outside of school right now i'm working on my eagle project um, where i'm trying to raise money to get materials for the project and that's on hold right now because i was supposed to meet with a lot of the mason lodges the freemasons so what does that eagle project entail helping the the shriners hospital for children in chicago what i'm doing is I'm raising money to buy materials to build a path and uh, buy instruments, like outdoor playground instruments. Like there's like one by the police station where it's like mallets and, and drums and stuff like that. That will help the, the kids in the hospital, obviously, who are less able than some or are going through treatment. But definitely always find something to do. Always, always be busy to have something to do because it, it keeps your mind sharp. It keeps you focused. Definitely a good place to start is get outside. Just do something, do something like walk out, you know, go in your backyard barefoot, talk to people, go, go on walks. I mean, you'll, you'll be surprised that like how many people, you know, go on walks and you can just talk to them or, or, or say hi and get to know your neighbors, help them out, you know, mow someone's grass, pick up the leaves, you know, do the driveway when it snows, do other people's driveways, walk, do the sidewalk, you know, stuff like that. Little, it's little things. Be spontaneous. Back in the day like you know my, my parents were kids they didn't have phones or maybe they had, they had like a, a landline or something like that they didn't like text and say hey I'm coming over they just like kind of showed up at people's houses and they did stuff like there wasn't and like there wasn't much of like a, a planning aspect and people love it it's like a choose your own adventure it's great you seem to be someone with a lot of confidence both in yourself and for the way you live what are some of your core beliefs that you believe have helped you live your best life? Wow, um, be a nice person, be nice to everyone. Be nice to everyone, even those who aren't nice to you. You know, there is something that I, I kind of like to believe when I deal with people who don't like me or who go out of their way to, to say mean things about me. All I can say is I feel sorry for those people because they must be hurting so bad that they must and negativity into other people and i i really hope that they that i hope the best for them i hope that they get better because no one should deserve to live in a place where they survive off of making others feel bad all right thank you for coming to the podcast jack this has been awesome yeah it's, it's been a blast it's been a great time and thank you everyone for listening to this dhs podcast we hope to bring everyone just a little bit of entertainment during this time Remember to tune in to all our future episodes for some good times and some good stories just like these. So stay safe, stay home, wash your hands, and peace. All right, see peace. you guys. Da -na 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 -na. That one.